Welcome to the Paradigms and Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Joe Simmons, and on this podcast, we talk about paradigms and perspectives and how people can achieve different results just by changing their paradigm and their perspectives. Let's get started with today's episode. On today's episode, we have a special guest, so sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode with the special guest. That's better. I think I got you now. There you go, my <laughs> man. Robert, what's going on, man? I'm alive and well, man. I'm blessed. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. How you feeling? Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Okay. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Well, you're alive and breathing too, right? So, I mean, absolutely, terrible. man. It could always be worse, man. Any day above ground is great, so. Amen to that, man. <laughs> if, All right. If, uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, no, what you was going to say? No, I was going to say uh, uh, COVID, uh, COVID serves a, a great um, reminder of what not to take for granted. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Gratitude and humility are, are some wonderful lessons we could all learn in this uh, time right now. And same thing, guys. You never know what might happen. I mean, you know, tomorrow's not promised, and you know. So, yeah. All I say is, you know, do the best that you can with what you got today. Uh, don't beat yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, yeah, you know, we're all striving for greatness, and we're all striving to do great things. But you know, just take it one day at a time and, and enjoy life. So that's just what I got to say about that. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's get into it, man. Welcome back to part two of Surviving the Upcoming Economic Collapse with Rodman Nunez. So we're going to get right into it. So you want to talk about, on part two, you wanted to talk about assets and services. So take it away. So so I'm talking from the small man's perspective here. Um, uh, you know, disclosure, I'm, I'm not a millionaire. Um, I, I, I do work nine to five. Um, you know, so I got, you know, to provide for my family, but, um, I do have an entrepreneur's mind. So, um, you know, while I'm working for the man, I'm always constantly trying to develop myself to be the man, um, and, and to, and to basically make myself independent of the man who I work for. So, um, you know, I always listen to podcasts and, 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 you know, I'm always looking at, you know, different ways of how I can, I, how I can improve as a, as a, as an individual and, you know, from a business sense and in a, a, a personal sense too. Um, you know, and, and so during these times of COVID, um, my biggest, my biggest tool has been education um, or, or my, my need, my yearning for it, you know, learning new things. Um, way too often I hear people saying that they're bored and they're going nuts in, in their homes and, and I just shake my head. And I'm like, you're not using your time properly. You're not, you're not investing your time um, constructively. Um, way too much information out there. So one of my favorite um, people I listen to um, is uh, Robert Kiyosaki, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't get any, any kickback from mentioning his program or show, but I think it's um, he's, he's one of, he's one of the, uh, the, the people I, I always listen to and, you know, I, I, what, what he says and and uh, regarding regarding financial education always emanates with me, um, and sticks with me. And um, you know, if you guys want to check him out, um, 
you know, a rich dad, the rich dad radio show. Awesome show. But, um, in terms of surviving the, the, the economic collapse, um, you know, one, 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 one podcast that I learned from Robert, um, he mentioned, um, he mentioned five different areas or asset classes, so to speak, um, where you can make money, um, or, or grow, you know, your wealth. Um, and, and so this stuck with me and, and this is what I want to talk about because, um, uh, you know, I'm currently working on, you could say I'm working on, uh, three, three of these are in three of these areas. Um, but number one is cash. Okay. Cash. In other words, paper. Um, everyone knows that obviously everyone works for it. Uh, you need it in order to live, you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, but like I spoke about in my first in the first podcast, we we had um, there's an enormous amount of it being printed. So when you print a lot of something, when you make a lot of something, naturally the value of it goes down, right? So so that's uh, that's one. Um, you know, and it, it, there's nothing wrong with having cash. You know, you just um, there's there's other ways to diversify yourself um, in 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 terms of what's going on right now um so the the second thing that most people are aware of is stocks okay which is a paper paper asset uh everyone's uh very well aware everybody all of a sudden i don't know if you if you've heard this um joe but or if, if you've seen you've seen it all around but all of a sudden everybody is 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 investing in the market have you seen mm-hmm. that yeah especially uh yeah everybody's investing in the market especially with cryptocurrency too but yeah. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, I've seen a lot of increase in market activity lately. Right, right. Everybody's saying the market's hot and, uh, you know, oh, man, you know, have you seen what, uh, what GameStop has done? Oh, man, everybody is jumping in. Um, and that can be a little scary. Um, and, and I go by by what Warren Buffett says. Um, and, and maybe you can pull out his quote, but um, I... I love that quote. Yeah, if you want, I can say the quote. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> the quote, I, I, and I'm glad that you brought it, because I was thinking the exact same thing. See, this is why like minds think alike. See, eagles know other eagles, ladies and gentlemen. Eagles <laughs> know other eagles. But yeah, the quote is basically, when everybody is greedy, you should be fearful. Right. When everybody's fearful, you should be greedy. Exactly. I'll say that one more time. When everybody is greedy, you should be fearful. When everybody is fearful, you should be greedy. That's right. That's right. So when there's too many people in the pool, it's time to get out. <laughs> Red ocean, not a blue ocean. Yeah, because you, you, if not, you might you might risk getting uh getting soiled on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so stocks, obviously you, you can make money with stocks. Um, absolutely. Um, but you know, you have to be careful as to, um, what time frame you're doing it in. Um, and, and the way, the way I'm, I'm, I'm viewing our economy, um, it's only a matter of time before, before the stock market bubble kind of bursts and, and, and the Dow Jones on the market kind of tumbles. Um, it did a tumble, uh, when COVID hit. Uh, it, it's recuperated, but that's only because that's only because um, the 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 economy has been uplifted and kept afloat because of because of the government's 
uh, and the Fed's um, intervention, you know, in pumping all this money into the economy. Um, I can only imagine once that stops, uh, things are going to deflate and go back to where they're supposed to go to to kind of correct everything for everything to correct itself. You know, so stocks is another thing, obviously. That's that's number two. Um, number three is is um, is uh, is commodities. Um, commodities in in the form of uh, precious metals, uh, oil, etc. Um, obviously, um, when you're talking about commodities, not not a lot of people invest in this, and then I I. I don't have a lot in commodities, but commodities is more more of a preservation of wealth when you're talking about precious metals like gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but if if you want if you want to preserve a certain amount of money and and not lose and not have it lose its value, then precious metals is 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 another way to do it. Um, obviously. It can be a little unrealistic for some people, um, you know, because one ounce of gold right now is what almost nineteen hundred dollars, um, and not everybody has nineteen hundred bucks laying around. But silver, on the other hand, is only twenty eight dollars, I believe, last time I checked, per ounce. So, you know, if if you could you could feasibly buy a little bit of silver every month, um, even gold, um, um, you could buy grams of gold. Um, you know, a little bit every month, you know, but you won't, chances are for the average Joe, you, you're not going to become wealthy by doing that. Um, but it's nonetheless, um, if you were to come into some money, uh, like win the lottery or something, and you wanted to know where to invest it in, that is one way, you know, um, precious metals. Um, now, the two areas that, that, um, that I, I personally that, that I personally and commodities was number three. So number four and five are are areas that I personally have been seeing seeing some sort of success in, and and I think you can you can become wealthy um, if you were to if you were to put your your energies into. I think um, I already know these last two areas, but go ahead. <laughs> so so there's real estate. Okay? Uh, yep, definitely. Yep, that's. <laughs> So real estate is never going to be old or or or, or grow old. Um, it's always going to be an asset, a tangible asset that you're always going to. It's always going to appreciate no matter when you buy. Um, you know, right now we're at the height of the market. So if you buy now, chances are, you know, it, there's a good, there's a decent chance it might go down, but eventually everything goes up. Well, yeah, I was going to yeah, I was going to say, you know, not it always goes up, but yeah, majority of the time it does go up. I mean, we learned from, you know, the great recession and then we even learn it now. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, real estate does go up. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then real estate also has the uh the appeal of of that passive income. You know. Um it's and 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 it's simple, I think. Um, oh, you know, it, okay, I'm glad you brought this up because <laughs> I gotta. I, uh, we may even have to do a part two on this, just on real estate, our views on real estate, because you know we we differ on real estate. He's an advocate for real estate, me not so much, but I understand it. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I did a video on YouTube talking about this, about real estate billionaires and how everybody say real estate is the best way to make make money, which. 
it's not really. Um, it's still in the top three, but really, mm-hmm. it's not the best way to make money. But like I said, that's a whole other conversation. But right, right. What I also want to, yes, you say it's simple because you understand it. But really, this whole real estate is not really simple. Number one, at least from my perspective. But more mm-hmm. important, number two, I love how you real estate investors talk about how passive it is, mm-hmm. and it's not really passive because. Yeah, it may be passive in your mindset because you're not physically doing it, but somebody still has to physically do it or has to be some process in place in order yep. for this passivity to work. And I yep. think that's why a lot of people get burned at real estate in which, yeah, you say it's simple because you want to explain it to me, say, hey, you want to show them that you can't do it. But what winds up happening is a lot of people that get into real estate and because of real estate investors are such as yourself, you guys but oh, it's so simple. And then yeah. when they get to it, they're looking like, this is not simple at all. And then they get out of it, they get burned, and then they don't want to do it right. no more. So that's why I had to stop you when you was like, it's simple because like I said, right. I was one of those part people. And I know a lot of other people that be like, yeah, man. And you know, you see all the Lambos, you see all this stuff. And like I said, all these real estate millionaires they're talking about how great it is. And like I said, it's an option. Right. Like I had a disagreement with a guy named Mr. Johnson, who was a boomer. And he just kept telling me about how real estate was the best way and all this other stuff. And I got people on Facebook that always talk about real estate from here to the top. Mm-hmm. But my thing is this. I don't see Jeff Bezos saying, well, you know what? It was real estate that made Amazon successful. That's how we... <laughs> You know, that's how it really became. It was, it was, it was, it's Amazon's real estate. That's how it became. I don't see Bill Gates. Well, you know what? It's really our real estate that makes Microsoft so successful. And that's how we became successful. Right. I don't right. see Elon. I don't see a lot of this. So, like I said, I'm not really trying to knock on real estate. And like I said, it works for people. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, if I don't see these billionaires talking about how great real estate is and that it's the, only way, then I feel like a lot of real estate million. I only see the real estate millionaires. All I see the real estate millionaires talking about how if you're not in real estate, try to make people feel bad because they don't own real estate. And I'm like, people do not let people make you feel bad because you don't own real estate. There's more than one way to make money. That's right. The video that I made, I said real estate is an option, not the only option. So like I said, real estate is a option. Mm-hmm. Not the only option, you know, yeah. uh, for, for generating wealth. But it goes back to what I talk about in my book. Principle number one to making more money and have the time we have to, well, number one way to make money is and have the time, have the stuff is mastery. But principle number one is knowledge, which is what we're, which is what we're trying to do and is what you're talking about. Right. You have to become knowledgeable on anything that you invest in, on anything that you right. do. Because when your knowledge goes up, your confidence goes up, and then your competency goes up as well. But right. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, you hit it on the nail. Um, so I was gonna say that uh, uh, re- real estate is simple, but not not easy. Uh, from my from my perspective, um, it's simple in in, in its terms of um of of how it produces. Um, it, it's it's from my perspective, it's as simple as expenses versus income. Um, but it's not easy. And there are uh, quite a few gears in, in, in real estate that you have to become knowledgeable about. And depending on the market that you're in, um, and when I say market, I mean uh, cities, you know, because every city is a market. Um, and depending on the market that you're in, 
um, you have to become knowledgeable about about the different gears that are involved with real estate. Um, you know, there, there, there may be some gears that you, you just have to kind of account for. And there's no other way but to gain that experience firsthand, um, you know, uh, when, when getting into a market. Uh, you know, I give you a perfect example. You know, I, I invest in, a, in, a, in Pennsylvania in, 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 a city, in a city called Scranton. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them a little bit. Yeah. So there's there's different there's different gears and one of the big gears um that that the city uses against against landlords is uh condemnation. So you have to you have to be on top of of your property and make sure that it's in it's in decent condition, living livable condition because if not the city will easily come by and slap that condemnation notice on it and when it's condemned you, it's pretty much almost game over. Um, you know, you you have to buck up fifteen thousand in a bond to, then you you have to, you have to, um, you know, hire city inspectors or what have you to bring it up to code. So then, at that point, you're losing. Um, so so, and then there's the other gears of, um, um, for example, if you want if you want uh to rent, uh to section eight, let's say, um, there's certain rules, um. And certain, um, you know, certain uh, things that you have to get done um, to get a tenant approved or in a, in an apartment, and then on top of that, there are certain requirements moving forward to make the apartment "quote unquote" up to code. So that's another gear that's thrown in there. Um, and then you have you have you have the age of the building. You know, some some of these buildings are old. Um, and there may be some mechanical um, deficiencies that you have to fix, uh, uh, you know, and, and so, so th- th- there's, there's, there's plenty of things to, to factor in um, that can make you, you holding of that asset stressful. <laughs> yes, it produces money, but, um, but there, are, there, are, there are other things also that you have to account for, and you always, always have to be on top of it. And um, and and if you don't have the right people in place, like like a property management team, which is another gear, if, if not the most important gear, um, you know, to make everything smooth, then 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 it becomes it becomes problematic, and um, and so these are things that that people have to learn about and and be educated on and ask themselves: Are they willing to take down, take on that responsibility? to get to the end of that rainbow for that to that pot of gold yeah yeah but i wanted to know uh what made you choose scranton or what criteria did you use in order to choose scranton as so uh one of your primary markets so so 10 years not 10 years ago man 20 and 2010 um we looked around we were i was still living in new york and i was like you know what no, we saved up a little money. It was like, um, let's buy our first home. Uh, prices were extremely expensive in New York. Um, so it was not very feasible, um, you know, to, to purchase a property um, in New York. Um, so me and my wife, we looked at each other and we're like, well, let's, let's see if we can invest in, you know, in another area then. Okay, well, we drew a little radius, you know, 100, 100 mile radius around the city. And we basically took a look at all the cities that are, that were nearest to New York City. Um, 
through process of elimination, we decided, okay, well, PA is extremely cheap. We can't go up north because Connecticut is a bit expensive. Um, south is New Jersey, so mm, no. So then we 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 kind of focused on honed in on the on west out west, um, which was in Scranton, which is the pretty much closest city, the closest biggest city to New York. My thinking at that time was, okay, let's envision it. 10, 15 years down the line, what could happen? If I purchase this, I'm, I'm betting that there's going to be more New Yorkers moving out of New York than they are now in the future. There's going to be people from the city fleeing the city into, into the surrounding cities uh, um, you know, from, uh, away from New York because of the cost of living in New York. So this is a good bet, I think. I did not know COVID was going to happen, but I don't know if you know, but major metropolitan areas have been shedding population and everyone's been moving into the suburbs or into areas that are less populated. I don't know if oh, you're aware. Of course. Especially New York. Oh, my goodness. What's going on yeah. in New York is, I mean, I, I mean, it's just my one person. Opinion. I may piss some people off by saying this, but I've always thought New York was overpriced and overrated anyway. So that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, a lot of people have been moving from, you know, even Silicon Valley. A lot of places are now relocating to Tampa. Some are here in West Palm. Uh, just Florida in general, you got people coming to Miami. I don't know if you've seen this, but the mayor of Miami got a billboard in Silicon Valley with a, uh, with a Twitter message on it saying, basically inviting people to come move to Miami. That basically yeah. he's like DM me if you if you're interested like basically DM me like yeah. he left his you know he left his handle so that's what he's doing out there in you know in Silicon Valley but yeah people in New York they're moving to New Jersey a lot of mm-hmm. people are moving to Nashville Tennessee is hot right now right uh, you got some people moving to Atlanta you got uh, Raleigh one of my favorite cities a lot of people moving to the Carolinas so yeah the South is you know we're, we're really you know increasing our population because a lot of people mm-hmm. are like you know. And of course, you got Texas. Some people, you know, moving to Texas too. But, but right. primarily the South. Yeah, the South is getting a lot of a lot of influx. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so that was my vision. Um, that you know, uh, maybe there's a chance that is steadily that the population of, of of the city I'm investing in will go up, and then there's going to be an um a bigger need for housing, um, which equates to rising value property values, which equates to eventually me selling it and realizing a profit, you know? Um, but I, uh, it was all speculation, obviously, because at the time I bought it, um, it, it was a dead city, kind of. It, uh, it was already losing. It had lost population, um, I believe, for eight years and sh- eight years straight. What caused uh, that? Um, uh, it basically due to the, because um, that, that city primarily was a coal, coal mining city. Uh, okay. That was coal. Um, you know, but as it, obviously coal was not really favorable back then, 2010, um, even before then, um, you know, uh, it was being used less, I think, um, it, you know, in, in, in its stead, it was, you know, renewable energies were uh, resources were being um, invested in renewable energy sources. And so coal became less and less favorable, I guess. Um, so that was a huge industry that that was just dwindling and, uh, you know, just it was um 
it was just uh, destined to, to dwindle as well um, because of because of technology. Um, but now now with COVID, um, fast forward, all of a sudden, the market is hot over there. Um, makes me wish I had bought more more buildings there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. Now, yeah. <laughs> But it, that's one of the pros of real estate. You know, um, if you do your, your, your research and you, you kind of forecast, um, just like, just like a, a weatherman, you, if you, you, can, you can try. Oh, to Lord. It. Really? The weatherman? You know how unreliable they are. <laughs> that's the best analogy you got. Oh, man. Please, please. <laughs> well, if all y'all are listening, please do not be like the weatherman or the weather girl. They're wrong 80% of the time. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, um, they all they can go off is is stats and and graphs and um and and they they're guess they're guess people you know they they have they're gonna guess you know you're so, absolutely right about that they guess wrong but go ahead <laughs> but but when it comes to real estate it's a, it's also sort of like a guessing game in terms of when you when in terms of appreciation you know um because in real estate you you can make money via appreciation or via you know, cash or via, flow um, pa- yeah via cash flow so. My guess back then was that this will appreciate ten years from now, which it has, and 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 as a result, you know, it's in the process of being sold. So, you know, and I'll realize a little small gain, you know. So, hey, not bad. You know, I bought it for 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 less than than what I'm selling it for. So that's a good day any day of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I guessed, I speculated, I I, I kind of forecasted and hoped. Um, and, and investing in a sense is, is, is kind of that, um, you know, you kind of have to make calculated, educated guesses and do your best to try to realize a gain, um, at the end of the day. So, yeah. What was the, what was the fifth area? The fifth area, I think everyone, everyone can partake in if, if they do, if they find what they're passionate about, um, and they enjoy doing it. Um, if they invest their energies into 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 it, and this is the area that I believe that can replace your everyday nine to five job, which is I'm always constantly working on. I know you are, mm-hmm. and that is and that is business. Yeah. So so yeah. See, I was two for two, but go ahead. <laughs> um, everyone, I've, and you know what? Not everyone is 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 created equal in in terms of their interests. Um, so. This only applies to you if, if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, you know, um, but I believe anyone who, who is entrepreneur minded um, should look into establishing a business that they, um, they feel passionate about, they feel excited about doing because um, that only leads to residual income at the end of the day, you know, um, and, 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 and residual income is, is simply income that comes to you, whether you're doing something or not, you know, it's, it's your business producing for you and you have other individuals who are working under your umbrella or your company that you've established while you, let's say you're on vacation, your company's producing, making money. You know, mm-hmm. look, at, look at Jeff Bezos, for example. <laughs> that's uh, that's the ultimate that's the ultimate yes 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we can aspire to be be like him, but the, the, the goal the goal is to get your compass right, right? You know, are you facing the right direction? Are you are you looking into establishing your own business? You know, and so that way you can establish your own legacy and for you for you and your family. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh I would also say too, because I know everybody another podcast we have this whole entrepreneur stuff. Mm. Everybody not all entrepreneurs have an entrepreneurial mindset, but just because you have an entrepreneurial mindset, because I'm gonna give you a disclaimer. Just because you have an entrepreneurial mindset, that don't mean you should get into entrepreneurship. Now, but at the same time, business is still feasible. So mm. let's say, for example, you may not be able to be what I call a real entrepreneur because most entrepreneurs are not really entrepreneurs. They use the word because the sexy Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg made it sexy. But, right. the, but the main goal is this. Find some type of business structure that works for you, some passion or some problem you want to solve. And you may say, Joe, well, I don't know what my passion is well, or my, what my purpose is. I say there's three ways to figure out what type of endeavor you should get into. Number one, we usually say passion because, you know, it, it comes from pleasure. Mm-hmm. But number one, it could be passion. What are you passionate about? What can you do 18 hours a day? Or what can you talk about all day to any and everybody? As mm-hmm. you've seen, Rodney loves real estate. So that's his passion. Me, I'm a creative. So for me, storytelling and solving problems, those are my passions. I love consulting. I love training. Those are my passions. Right. That eventually, right. you know, I'm in the process of trying to monetize. So number one way to figure out what your passion or your purpose is, is figure out what your passion. Number two, you can go the opposite. What cause are you willing to stand up for? What wrong do you want to fix in the world? Right. Maybe it's, you know, you got mothers against drunk driving. Maybe you want to be an attorney because you want to fight injustice. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to be, um, maybe you want to be a, a doctor because you want to cure the world. Uh, maybe you might want to be a restaurateur because you want to provide, you know, great restaurants, which I'm going to get into this right now, the disclaimer on restaurants. <clears throat> the two biggest reasons why most restaurants fail is because, number one, the restaurateur is not knowledgeable on how to run a successful restaurant. That's number one. Number two, the restaurateur thinks that because everybody else is doing it, then they should do it too. And that's not the case. I hate to say it, people, but talent does matter. And things that come natural to you, that may not come natural to other people. So that does matter. But right. the third way, so the first way is, what are you passionate about? The second thing is, what do you advocate for? And then the third thing is, what are you curious about? Whatever you're curious about, learn about, you invest in it. Okay, cool. And you start small. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you watch a YouTube video. Okay, I'm curious. I'll learn about Forex. Let me see what this is about. Then you go slowly, you go deeper. Then if you figure out, you realize, what do you go into Forex? Mm-hmm. Or if you really figure out, like we talk about with stocks. If you figure out, hey, you like stocks, you go into stocks. Or maybe you might have a curiosity for being a salesperson. And you look into sales, you know, pharmaceutical sales or, or, or sales company, whatever the case may be. So the three ways you find, you know, when it comes to uh, making more money or even what your passion and your purpose is, 
Start with your passion. If that doesn't work, find out something that you want to be an advocate for. And then if that doesn't work, then find something that you're curious about. Like that's how Bill Gates started Microsoft was all because of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and in, from my experience, um, there's no there's no greater feeling when you're actually making a difference in someone's life. You know, um, like for, for, for what I do, you know, I help I help people um you know, uh, with their, you know, to keep their homes, you know, from foreclosure. I also employ people, um, you know, so, so, so when I help someone keep their home from going through foreclosure, um, the reward that the feeling that you get from a person, a uh, person's gratitude that you actually help them and uh, to, to, to keep something as important as their home um, is, is, is very rewarding. And, and, and it makes you want to do more. Um, you know, for people, uh, you know, and then and then giving someone an opportunity to make an income, you know, um, you know, uh, when they're unemployed, uh, you know, and especially an income from home, you know, so you know, th- those are things that 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 fuel me, you know, um, and, and it never gets old, you know, so 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 if, if you could find something that 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 kind of gives you that feeling that where you it never gets old and it's something that you can just happily repeat over and over again then you're onto something you know and that, i think that's the key yeah and you know and like i said for most of this you know we talked about assets but you know as far as services is concerned you know i'll use the famous zig ziglar quote if you mm-hmm. give people what they want they'll give you what you want that's right and all money or shall we say currency it's just a value exchange you yep. provide a product or a service and then they give you money or currency in exchange for that. So you just have to figure out what type of value you can add to your prospective client or prospect mm-hmm. and then you give it to them. And what I figured out is it comes in three areas. What do they want? What problem can you solve? And or what do they need? So it's a need, a want, or a problem. That's business one on one. Are you solving a need, a want, or a problem? So you may say, Joe, okay, well, what does that tangibly look like? Okay, let's let's go through the three real quick. Let's start with a need. Let's say uh, most of us, let's just say most of us need food or electricity. So if you're a company that can provide the basic essentials or, as you mentioned earlier, commodities, or let's say it's water, let's say it's uh, food, shelter, and clothing. Let's say those are your needs, the basics. If you can provide those, then more than likely you can ex- there's value that you can exchange the value that you provide as a service provider for the money that you need. Let's say, and let's say, uh, let's say you have a a problem, or let's say, for example, well, you will use legal. If you, let's say you have a, a legal problem, or let's say you have a problem with, you know, you may need some electrical work done in your house, or you may need a plumber to come, you know, your, your toilet's backed up. You need somebody to come fix that. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a problem that you need solved. So you exchange money for the problem that you need solved, which the most well i don't think it's the most important but this is the most popular one is a want nowadays if you just give people what they want you can make money on demand it's so easy yep. and people are so 
I hate to say it from my, but from my perspective, people's standards are so low these days that it does not take much to give them what they want. Like it is so simple these days. Yeah, yeah, it is. They have simple and, and, wants, and you can just give it to them. Now, like I said, I don't think it has much merit or value to it. But hey, if you're looking for an easy come up, just give people what they want. That's right. It's as simple as that. You know, just provide and provide a service that people need and want, and um. And, and you're, you're pretty much on track. Um, so it's just a matter of searching, you know, looking for something that you can provide to people. And the question is, you know, will you feel good providing it? You know, and if, if the answer is no, then keep searching. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's a great point that you brought up too. only sell or promote stuff that you believe in. Don't do right. it just for the money. Because exactly. nowadays people BS meter is so great that it can detect that. They could be like, man, you don't even believe in what you're selling. So how you going to try to sell this to me just because you're trying to get a quick buck? I don't even, you don't even believe, I don't believe that you don't even believe that what you believe in you're trying to sell me. So it's like, come on, be yeah. genuine, be authentic. Like that was one of the things, you know, when I was a financial advisor, or even when I was selling insurance, I mean, I've had insurance before I became, you know, a financial mm-hmm. advisor, but I had insurance mm-hmm. and I had people that be like, well, are you covered? And I'm like, yeah, here's my policy right here. Here's how much I got. Now, right. yeah, I wasn't, I was at a lower level than them financially. So my policy wasn't as much as theirs was. But at least I had something to show them that, hey, look, I do believe in the power of insurance. I'm not just out here trying to sell you insurance mm-hmm. or other financial products that I don't even believe in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people can sniff you out, like you said. You know, they, they, yeah. they can feel it and, sense it you know so and 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 you know you don't you don't want to set yourself up either for failure because that is a setup for failure you know if, if you if you're just selling something just to make money um chances are you're not going to make it to the end of the road you know where you're going to see success because it's it's the the, the journey is going to suck it's 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 just going to be it's not going to be in a, a journey that that you're going to feel well bested in um because you don't you it's just not something that you want to do from the get-go so set up the foundation properly you know um find out what you want to do that you that you know that you're going to enjoy to do and uh and you know you should be it should be you should be okay i think i totally agree you have anything uh you have anything else you want to add or um, any or, or if you i don't know depending on how much time you have you know you can you can say something and then you can lead into your final words yeah, no, so, so, no, my final words are just basically um, open your eyes, um, you know, take into consideration what we spoke about today, cash, stocks, business, commodities, and real estate. Um, you know, I, I feel like real estate is going to be cheap uh, or cheaper in the near future, so definitely open up your eyes to that. Right now, it's not, but, it, 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 you know, I believe there's a little bit of a bubble with real estate right now. Uh, which will eventually pop so that when when things that's when things go when things go on sale that's when you have to definitely pay attention and 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 do what you can to to at least get a a piece of that action um you know but in the meantime you know always always look towards diversifying yourself you know um if you have if you have the cash you know invest it into something that that will appreciate you know like your business um you know, and uh, and the other areas. So, 
you know, just uh, stay awake, guys. It's opportunity is knocking and, and, and it's, it's around the corner and it's, oh, it's surrounding us. So I'm sure that there, there's definitely opportunities all over us and there will be more as, as time progresses, especially with what's going on right now. Okay. My last question for you would be, would you, since, you know, since, like I said, since you're in real estate and you see this coming and, you know, when the collapse happens and who knows, we may have a repeat from, you know, the Great Recession, you know, right. 05 or 08. Mm-hmm. From your personal experience, from what you would do, would you lean more towards cash flow or would you lean more towards capital gains? Um, cash flow. Um, because I foresee that um, prices will, prices on homes will dip. Um, what's I foresee, especially since I'm in this space, um, when, you know, because I do a foreclosure prevention, uh, I foresee that there's going to be a huge glut of new inventory coming in. Um, and obviously, whenever you have, a, whenever you have um, more of something, naturally the 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 force the market forces will decrease the value of it so there's going to be a huge glut of inventory coming through due to foreclosures um because you know the moratoriums are gonna uh, eventually they're going to end and once they end and things are quote-unquote back to normal um you know you're gonna have a lot of people who won't be able to pay the mortgage because you know their um, mortgage suspension uh, programs have expired and now now the company the the lenders are extending their hands out saying telling homeowners to all right it's time to pay up you know party's over um so you're gonna have a ton of people who are gonna be selling their homes uh because they can't um you know uh, there's gonna be a lot of short sales because you know people are upside down so um it it presents a it presents an ideal opportunity for for to purchase things on sale somewhat uh which increases the the assets income potential um, or quote unquote um, also known as cash flow. So um, I'm looking at cash flow moving forward. I'm looking for deals um, to hit the market, um, a ton of them. And, and so that's, that's my perspective on real estate and what's, what's to come. Okay. And just for the people out there, capital gains is the amount of money that you may after all expenses have been paid. So it's not just, so capital gains, the real capital gains rate is not just, okay, you bought a, a property for 50,000, you sold it for 150, and then you made a, you know, you made 100,000. No, you have to deduct all of the additional expenses that it paid for you to get to that sale. So mm-hmm. that is what uh, capital gains is, is, is based on. Yeah, it's, it's basically a tax on, on your on on the profit. So yeah. Yep. 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 All right, Rodder man. Well, like I say, man, you be still getting better and better, man. You know, with these episodes, man. You know, you blessing the people with you know a wealth of knowledge. You know, this time, you know, with real estate and the asset classes and stuff. So once again, man, on behalf of Paradise and Perspectives, I want to thank you once again for. Uh, sharing your knowledge with the people and, and hopefully, you know, they gain something from this to help them go out and uh, become better investors and uh, build wealth over time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm always at, um, at anyone's service who, if anyone wants to uh, reach out to me, I'm, I'm more than happy to help. And obviously, you know, I'm sure you're helping people 
you're trying to help people, you know, whoever reach, reaches out to you. So, you know, it's all about servitude, right? You know, you have to have a service menta- mentality. So um, if you give, um, you know, I have faith that, that you'll receive. So, Absolutely. Well, one last time for the people that don't fully know you, uh, tell them how they can get in contact with you. So they, they can reach me on Facebook, um, you know, Radame Nunez, R-A-D-H-A-M-E, uh, Nunez, N-U-N-E-Z. I have a blue shirt on. Um, uh, they can reach me on Facebook there, or you can just reach out to me um, on my business line, which is uh, 917-830-3767, uh, 917-830-3767. So at your service, guys, uh, don't be shy if you just... Even if you just want to ask me questions about any, anything, I'll do my best to answer it. Um, again, I'm not a guru, um, but you know, I'm I am listening to, you know, to I'm always constantly trying to improve and, and gain an education on on different areas that um, aren't taught um, naturally um, in the school system. So, um, but I'm 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 always here to help and and to serve. So. All right. Well, that wraps it up, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we want to thank Rodame, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, my man. I want to thank our special guests for being generous with their time and sharing their wisdom and experiences about life. And today's episode just proved that when you change your paradigm and you change your perspective, you can achieve different results in life. Thank you for listening to the Paradigms and Perspectives podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this podcast. We really hope that you got some value out of this podcast and that this podcast will assist with you changing your paradigm and changing your perspective so that you can live the life that you was meant to live. And we look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode. Thank you and have a good day.